On this week's episode of Gambling Feud, we bring on MN sneaker guy himself, Evan Mulville. We cover five different games and we do our favorite game of rapid fire. DJ and I reunited last a few weekends ago, so we're talking about that. And a brand new segment called Five Minute Headlines. We talked about as many sports headlines within the week as we can in five minutes. And we round out with two absolutely electric mic drops. Before we get started, I want to tell you guys about the Betcota Sportsbook. That sponsors the Coda Sports Gambling Network and the Gambling Feud Podcast. The Bet Coda Sportsbook is a South Dakota owned and operated sportsbook located in the Midnight Star Casino in Deadwood, South Dakota, serving customers in the state. As you enter the Midnight Star, you are swept into the past with the grand staircase, stunning woodwork, and the elegance of the chandelier. They offer the best lines in sportsbook in Deadwood. So stop by and mention the Coda Sports Gambling Network to receive a free Bet Coda t-shirt. Pace was there last week. He can tell you all about it. Great sports book. I know DJ and I are going to try to get down to it sometime here soon, but absolutely uh, shout out to them. Play responsibly. You must be 21 years or older to wager. If you have gambling problems or concerns, call 1-800-522-4700. Locked and loaded. Let's have a show. Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partner with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Making necks. Making necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers like I'm a pacer. Doing it major. LA Lakers. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers like I'm a pacer, doing it major LA Lakers. Welcome everyone to the Gambling Feud Podcast, presented by the Coda Sports Gambling Network, the Big Six O. We are in episode sixty, and we're getting there, up in numbers, and we are not stopping now. So stick with us. We got a lot of great stuff ahead. My name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at Comdog, and joining me. For 60 episodes is my cousin and co-host. Find him on Twitter at DJ Low 4422 DJ Luch. DJ, how are we doing today? It's a good day to have a good day, Kyle. Uh, you know, it's a little hot here, but I'd rather it be hot than cold. That's why I work in the AC, so I don't have to deal with the heat. If you're a blue-collar worker in the Midwest, I do apologize. Right now, would be miserable. But we are at an interesting time. We have the NBA Finals. We have the Stanley Cup. We have baseball. We have WNBA. Uh, so, yeah, we got a lot going on right now, and then it's going to get boring for a little bit. But for right now, life is good, and I am excited. So, yeah, how are you doing? Doing good. It's also very hot here. We went, I went golfing with a bunch of friends on Sunday, and it was just so miserable. We were like, oh, we're going to do 18 for sure, and then we got done it for nine. We're like, no, we're, we're just doing nine. We can't do 18. Yeah, no, that it's literally miserable. It's that, like, hot Iowa heat, too. It's not even like – yeah, it's just – not a good time to be outside. No. And for those that don't know that don't live in Iowa, like Iowa, like a lot of places might have like a little bit of breeze or a little bit of humidity in there. In there. Iowa is very, very dry and humid sometimes. Like it, there's no in between. It's either very, very humid or it's very, very dry. If you calculate, if you like did like certain stipulations, what a perfect day is. There's like 12 a year in Iowa, which like a perfect day is like 70-ish degrees, you know, not much wind, 
um, you know, no, not cloudy or anything. There's like 12 a year in Iowa. The rest are either too windy, too hot and humid. Like there's just, there's just something every day that makes the weather not ideal. Um, so it's hot right now. It's just a fact, but we will push through and yeah, it, golfing, golfing has been ruined a little bit this week. I will agree with that, but I haven't gotten a chance to golf, but just from your experience, I could tell it was definitely ruined a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, but, uh, not going to stop me. I'm golfing 18 again, Friday. So nothing. Let's go. Yep. We're getting Kyle to the pro tour. That's the goal of this pod. Get Kyle to the pro tour. You watch Barstool and you watch like a Trent segment of breaking a hundred more. Mine is more like breaking 120. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very good, but I I, I enjoy the heck out of doing it. Oh yeah. It's, it's a fun game. It can be frustrating at times. Don't get me wrong, but it's still fun nonetheless. You, you get a good shot every now and then. You're like, oh, I'm so back. You know, it's so funny how at the end of every round, you have one good shot that brings you right back. But middle of the round, you're just in complete chaos. You're just like, I can't hit anything. I, I hit it too far. I hit it too short. Like, oh, it's just, it's the most mentally tough game other than baseball. It's debatably harder than baseball in that mentally tough aspect. Yep. My, my, very, my very first shot, actually, DJ, whenever I started golfing, was straight down the fairway, very, very far. I'm like, oh, my God, I am back. I don't know what happened. I'm back. And then I, I'm like, after, like, hole three, I'm like, why did I ever think I was back? Like, I'm <laughs> so far from back. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. But, you had, a, you know, you got a little warm-up at the at your bachelor party at the Top Golf, So, you got, got a little warm-up there. And then you're able to semi-execute today. But only getting better. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, really quick before we get started, it was a couple of weeks ago. We didn't have a show last week due to some scheduling issues, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, we linked up. You were uh, back in the area and stuff like that. And I actually didn't even know you were in the area until you sent a text saying that you were in, er- in the area. But you and I linked up, and uh, the Gabacho Baracho boys, or two thirds of them, Corey and Thomas, also met up with us. We were at the casino and stuff like that. It was great time and it was great to i i've never met those guys in person so to meet those guys in person was really cool and just all of us getting to vibe together is really awesome yeah so obviously you thomas and Corey all live in the sioux city area and i was back for work so it um well actually yeah i was back for a couple things but nonetheless uh i was going to the casino with my buddy roman and uh i didn't even think about hitting you guys up and then i just texted the group chat saying that i was there and Everyone pulled up and it's been a while since I've seen Corey. So it was nice to see him again. And then meeting Thomas for the first time and then seeing you again since the bachelor party. And you fared out pretty well at the blackjack table. I did not do so well. Well, the, the thing for me that helped was I changed tables. Like the table you and you and Roman rat was a $25 table. And I remember I had an 18 and I was very, very confident in it. Uh, dealer, dealer showed a two rolled over a nine and a 10. I'm like, well, this is just ridiculous. And and then I had a 20 and the dealer showed an ACE. I'm like, no way this can happen back to back. He's like insurance. I said, no way in hell. Boom, boom, 21. I said, DJ, I'm leaving. Yep. Best call you made all night right there. And then I ended up winning my money back. So I ended up, I was down quite a bit, but then I went to a table, got in a run a little bit. And then I, uh, I left. And I left, I left even money because I knew if I would have stayed, I would have lost even more than I did. So I just knew things were going south. I need to leave. And I ended up making even money out of it. So, yep. Yeah, it was a good time to see everyone. We got a cool picture. I look fresh as can be. We all look great in the pick. And it was, yeah, it was 
it's dope time and the Sioux City boys and me will be tearing it up every now and then sporadically. We don't know when it'll happen, but it will happen. And potentially some college football content coming your guys' way, but that is TBD and way far in the future. I mean, that's past Kyle's wedding, I believe. So we're, we're, we're not even planned out to Kyle's wedding, at least me personally. So let's, we're just taking it day by day here. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, DJ, we are, uh, we got some feedback from a lot of listeners. Greatly appreciate the feedback. We're going to change up the show a little bit, do some new stuff, shorten the show a little bit for you all. So it's a great show. It's going to change, but we're not changing some key stuff. The mic drop's not going away. The mic drop is here to stay. And we're going to, and we're adding a couple new segments as well. So really, really looking forward to it again. Appreciate the feedback. Appreciate the love and definitely give us a shout out. Let us know. Pass along to your friends. We're trying to grow this thing. And we appreciate those that have stuck with us from the very beginning and those that are just joining now. We just appreciate you all. Yeah. And if you're looking to come on the show, just message our uh, Twitter account. Just say, hey, I'm a, like, I bet games. Or even if you don't even bet that seriously, you were only betting $5 a game. We don't unit shame. Like, yeah, sure. Come on. Reach out to us. We'll get you on eventually. We might not get you on right away, but we'll, we'll eventually get you on. Um, that's where about getting all the people on that we can and just, experiencing all new people we've never had a bad guest um and i don't think we'll have one anytime soon so we're we'll be good to go so yeah if you want to come on or if you know someone that would like to come on just reach out to our twitter account and we'll get back to you and just like businesses three to seven business days but eventually we'll reach out and we'll get you on (laughs) yep for sure and don't feel nervous to come on either i know a lot of people have came on the show so they're pretty nervous we're very very chill we just let you do your thing let you talk freely and stuff like that and it's just all about having fun talking games, stuff like that, talking lines, and come join us. We're ha- we'll be happy to have you. It's good vibes only. We, we and Kyle have one rule, and it's good vibes only. We've never had a bad vibes podcast. Never. 60 episodes. Never had a bad vibes podcast. Nope. Never. And that's not going to change either. It's going to continue for as long as we have shows. Yes, sir. Exactly. All right, DJ. So let's get started with a brand new segment. So this is going to be interesting. We're going to we're going to try this out. We're going to see how this goes. If it works well, we're going to continue doing it. If it doesn't, we might change it up a little bit. But we're going to do a new segment called Five Minute Headlines. So what it is is DJ literally is going to have a timer, and we are going to go for five minutes just talking about anything sports related that's happened within the week. So we're just going to talk, and uh, as soon as five minutes is done, we're going to cut ourselves off. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We're going to see how much we can cover, how clear and concise we can be, and so on and so forth. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, DJ, any thoughts before we uh, start the timer? No, I kind of think of like that. You know the SNL skit with it's like Michael Che or whatever, and the other guy where they go through and just talk about a bunch of, and they keep going back and forth and like each discuss some sort of topic. That's kind of what we're going to be doing. It won't be as funny. It'll be more sports related. Uh, but yeah, just kind of quickly covering what's going on. So if you don't know or if you've been gone for a week and you're like what's happening or what's coming up or what's going on in the sports world we're going to cover it here quick in five minutes and that way you kind of have the headlines of everything and keep you going keep you on on point to what's happening yep sounds good so all right dj we're going to see how this goes and are ready let's get started in three two one all right so the nba finals have started uh or are continuing right now. Warriors lead the series three to two game six back in Boston. DJ, what are the overall thoughts about the Celtics? How are we, how are we feeling? I think it goes seven games. I think Celtics win this next one. Uh, they're, they're a talented team and the Warriors are talented as well, but I, I think the NBA wants a seven game series. It's way cooler. This game seven is the biggest game. Uh, it's all going to come down to one. I, I think the Celtics roll. 
on game six. Yep, I absolutely agree. I think Tatum's going to have a big bounce back game. He's been struggling most of the playoffs. I think this is his legacy game. I think this. I think the, the NBA and everybody watching wants a game seven. So I really, really like Boston as well in game six. Yep. To parlay that, just to update for you all, NBA refs have been terrible. If you're wondering, oh, I watched game one and the refs were terrible. They're still terrible in game five. And it's not even uh, really complaining about them being bad for a specific team. They've been bad for both sides. And I'm going to cover it a little more in my mic drop. Spoiler alert. But yeah, NBA refs remain terrible. That is a headline. Kyle, thoughts? No, you're a- you're absolutely right. And if you want to say they're favoring Boston or they're favoring Golden, they're not. They're terrible both ways. That Ime Udoka, and I, I should have done a mic job about this, that Ime Udoka technical was absolutely disgusting. How the one on Smart. Last- yeah, yeah, absolutely disgusting. So, no, the officials are absolutely terrible, and I hope something changes here in the next couple games, hopefully. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, going from NBA to the NHL, DJ, we got the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs starting – Tonight, we got the Lightning and the Avalanche. What are your overall thoughts about the Stanley Cup? It's going to be a great matchup. You have one of the high-powered offensive teams in the league. We've been waiting for an Avalanche in the in the Stanley Cup. We haven't seen it, and they've been always dominant in the regular season for the last five years. We've been waiting to see them in the Stanley Cup, and we finally get our chance. And the funny thing is – not the funny thing. The cool thing is they're going to be going up against a very experienced Lightning team, a team that's been there before. They've done that. So it's kind of like the Celtics Warriors. And one team is very experienced, and the other team is super raw, super talented, but no experience. So it's going to be kind of a similar matchup. I'm honestly guessing it goes close to seven games. And I honestly don't know who will win, but I think it'll be electric. I think there's going to be a mix of great defensive games and then a mix of just scoring games where there's a ton of goals – And if you're interested in hockey or you want to get interested in hockey, this is definitely a good series. Like, it won't disappoint. There will be some exciting goals. There will be some exciting games, some exciting finishes. All around, it'll be a great series. If I had to lean, I'm going to lean experience. I'm going the lightning to win the series. Kyle, what are your thoughts? I mean, this is just an amazing, amazing NHL playoff so far. And, I mean, we got the best scoring team in the NHL in the – avalanche going up against one of the best defensive teams in the lightning this is just an nhl match made in heaven if you want to watch the nhl you gotta pick you gotta watch right now like you got like on the lightning you got uh, andre vasilevsky has been very very solid this playoff steven stamkos my guy has had a phenomenal few playoff games thus far and then on the flip side for the avalanche you know nathan mckinnon you got young guys like nathan mckinnon um Cole McCarr, Mikko Rattanen, guys like that. This is going to be a fun, fun series. If I had to lean myself, I'm going to go opposite of you. I think the younger guys get it done, get a little legacy going for them. I'm taking the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup finals. All right. So we got a little friendly bet here. Who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know, but we will see. And tune into that the Stanley Cup. I think they're all on ABC or ESPN if you're trying to watch those games. Yep. All right. Oh, is it me? Okay. Yes. The college world series is back folks. The college world series is back. If you're from me and Kyle's area, Omaha is what two minutes, two hours away, uh, very close drive. And so we get to go to a lot of college world series games, a luxury, not everyone has, but the college world series is always a great time. The games are always super electric and the bracket has been decided and it is all power five schools, all power five. There's usually one or two non-power five this year. It's all power five. So the first matchup is Texas A&M versus Oklahoma and then Texas and Notre Dame. The winner of those two games will play each other. Then obviously it's double elimination. And then on the second bracket, we have Stanford versus Arkansas and Auburn versus Old Miss. 
Kyle, thoughts, College World Series. This is going to be an electric College World Series. If you watch, like, any of these games, like, every single one of these teams that have played de uh, deserve to be there. And I'm excited to see a possibility of another Red River rivalry game, rivalry game between Texas and Oklahoma on the one side of the bracket. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. And we'll kind of see what happens with the NHL, with the um, uh, College World Series. My bad. Are you going to be a homer and take Oklahoma to win it all? I'm actually going to go. I'm actually going to go something crazy here. They beat the number one team. I'm going to go Notre Dame. I think okay. Notre Dame will win it. Okay. I'm maybe bi not biased here, but I, I'm actually going to go Texas here. I, I don't know why. I, they, they, they got a good staff. Um, and I think that they have experience and they have a good pitching and they can hit. They, they're just, they're really well rounded. They're a very talented team. I'm going to go Texas here, but honestly, it's a college world series. Literally anybody could win. Uh, so if you're anywhere near the Omaha area and you've never been to a college world series, I think both Kyle and I would recommend you go. Um, how many, do you know how many games you've been to? Uh, I went to that entire Arizona college world series when they won it all. And there was five games. I went to every single one of those. They won every single one. And then after that, I've been to a few just with some friends and stuff like that. It's an electric atmosphere. If you haven't been, if you're close to the area, absolutely recommend it. Yep. And that is our five minute sports headline. We did not cover all the topics we wanted to, but we got talked about what we wanted to talk about. We got some cool topics and we got some saved for next week if we don't. Uh, but yeah, that is our quick headline of what is going on in sports. Uh, yeah. Is there any topic that you didn't discuss that you think you should have? Um, not really. I think the other, I think the other ones can definitely wait till next week or we can, um, discuss it another time. I will just say quickly, the U S open does begin Thursday. So if you're a big golf fan, check that out. Other than that, yeah, let's continue with the mic drop. All right. Sounds good. So this is a segment that, like I said, is not going away. It's me DJ's favorite segment. It's all your guys' favorite segment, mic drop. So you're listening for the first time, mic drop, me and DJ just ranting about stuff. It can be about sports, life, whatever. We're just going to rant. So we'll kind of see how this goes. I got a feeling DJ's is going to be pretty passionate. So I'll go, I'll go first and kind of see what happens here. So I've been golfing a lot lately. And I, we talked about it early in the show. I've been golfing a lot lately. And there's some things that are like for regular golfers seem like common sense, but to other golfers just doesn't happen. And it's happened to me with a lot of people. And I'm not calling out just like certain people who I've golfed with. It's happened for the past few years when I golf, people don't do this. And I want to give a few examples. So first and foremost, if you were with a partner, you watch them tee off, you watch where their ball goes. And if you're not doing it, you're, you're a crappy partner. I, I was golfing last week with a guy in a doubles tournament and I teed off or whatever. I said, where'd my ball go? I don't know. What the hell do you mean? You don't know. Your job is to watch it. Now, if you, if you watch and you get, it gets lost, fine. So, so be it, but at least know a general area of where it's at, because what do you do whenever you don't watch the ball, you waste time. And I don't know about you, DJ, but I hate wasting time when I golf. I want to find my ball I, because more than likely my ball's in the rough. I want to hit it and I want to move on. If you do not watch your partner's ball. And like I said, this is not just the, the person listening to this knows who I'm talking about, but <laughs> if you're, if you're not watching the ball when it's teed off you're wasting people's time and frankly you're going to piss me off because that's your job i'll watch your ball you watch mine it's very very common courtesy that if you don't golf 
just understand that you need to watch where the ball is going. And if you lose it, fine, but at least know a general area of where it's at. So that's one thing that absolutely grinds my gears. Another thing, when someone is trying to tee off, shut up. I've seen it all the time where guys have a few beers in them. They want, it's like, you're all together now. You're not separated at your own ball and stuff like that. You want to talk to them. When someone is trying to tee off, be quiet. You need, they need absolute silence. They need to concentrate because more often than not, people who like talk in the middle of the backswing, that screws them up. And it happens to me all the time. Like a couple of times, like when I'm with my buddies and stuff like that, they'll be jabbering and I'm ready to tee off. And I have to wait for them to stop talking. Realize, oh crap, he's about to tee off. Just be quiet when someone's about to tee off. It, it, to me, you don't even know if, you can know nothing about golf and know that's a rule. That's absolute common sense. Like watch a golf game on tv i guarantee you whenever they're teeing off it is absolutely dead silent if someone yells their butt is being kicked out it is common courtesy when someone is trying to tee off shut up and the last thing that i have for you dj is sometimes people golf in big groups i understand that i enjoy that when i'm with a lot of people and stuff like that but oftentimes there's people behind you like I'm a slow golfer because I'm not very good. I understand that I'm, I'm a slow golfer. It takes me time to find my ball. If there's people behind me that are clearly better golfers than me and are trying to speed up and they're trying to maybe speed golf and just get through nine really quick before maybe the sun goes down, let them pass you. There's nothing that would piss me off more than if I'm by myself or I'm with another person and I got slow golfers in front of me. That's so annoying. If you read the room, like if you look back, oh crap, they're golfing pretty fast. Go off to the side, let them pass you so you can take your time. I hate being rushed when I golf, which is why I do that. But some people just don't care. I was at uh, a golf course last week and there was a family who, I, I kid you not, DJ, I was on the tee box for 10 minutes waiting for them to get out of the fairway. That is so frustrating. And that gets me so ticked off. When and I even started, I get ticked off when I golf, but I was ticked off where I even started because people weren't getting the hell out of the way read the room and the thing was djs not only were we behind them but two other groups were behind them and they were just taking their sweet time that doesn't make sense to me understand where people are behind you if you're going slow move it's common sense those three things are common sense and people don't do it if you're gonna golf understand golf etiquette and do it yeah right on I, I think for that especially if there's no one in front of the people that are holding them up that's when it gets really frustrating I get it if there's someone like that's holding them up and then they're holding you up. It's like, all right, what do you want me to do? Like, we can't even move ahead. We got people in front of us holding us up. That's completely different. But when there's just two, three open holes in front of them and they're just got everybody stacked behind them, it's so frustrating because you're trying, because now the pressure flips on you uh, and then you got to quickly do it. And it's just, it's gets so, uh, it's yeah, it's one of the worst things. I I'm definitely a, more of a slower golfer. So if, if I'm being slow and I got, you know, just a group of one behind me or a group of two behind me and I'm playing with a group of four, I'll definitely be like pro, like, yeah, let them tee off and go. Like they're, they're going to be playing faster than us. They'll get ahead of us. They'll stay out of our way, which is way better than seeing them waiting on the tee boxes. I'm trying to hit or something. It's like it, you get that extra pressure. Uh, so, yeah, I get that. And yeah, the talking in the backswing, that's just clear uh, and obvious. I don't know why people would do that. It's different if it's a constant sound like music. That doesn't bother you. It's when there's silence and then you start to swing and then and then all of a sudden you hear someone talk. That's what throws you off. Whereas a constant sound is completely different. 
Uh, so yeah, that, that can definitely be frustrating. And then not watching a ball for guys like me and you, Kyle, who are bad. We need everybody's eyes on that ball because we need, we don't have no idea where it's going. We don't even know where it's going. We're just swinging. Uh, so yeah, it's very frustrating when someone's like, Oh, I wasn't watching. I'm like, bro, can you text on your phone when we get to the green or when we're going from hole to hole? Like I need you watching when I'm teeing off. So yeah, no, I, I definitely get those, those. And I, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, too, is you got to kind of like read the room and understand like what's happening and stuff like that. So um, like, for example, like we have a Comus golf outing every year, like for the for the Comus golf outing, everyone's going to golf slow. You know, we got kids and stuff like that. Like that's so much like as far as like letting people pass you. I understand not doing that for situations like that or like on the backswing. Sometimes you're just trying to be funny and distract your cousin or something like that. I get that. But read the room and understand what's happening. Yep. It's simple, simple. It's like not walking in front of their line when they're putting, you know, or like getting out of their vision when they're putting. Like there's just certain little things you can do, which I'm not as serious of a golfer, but it still annoys me, which is why I know it's like, dude, if I'm golfing with someone who's semi-serious at all, I know that I got to not do those. Th- like there's just certain things where I'm like, all right, we can't be jacking around. Whereas with your a couple of buddies who don't care and you're just having fun, sure, you can jack around a little bit. But even then, there's still certain etiquettes of, like, not talking in their backswing or watching their ball, you know. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, yeah, no, 100% I get it. Um, on to my mic drop. I kind of pre, pre-dropped what I was going to talk about. But the NBA referees, they're not even, like, semi-bad. They're straight-up terrible. They're straight-up awful. I mean, the technical, like you said, they called on uh, Ime Yudoka. The, the the technical they gave Marcus Smart, the inconsistencies. Like, one quarter, they favor the Celtics heavy. Then the second quarter, they favor the Warriors heavy. And then the third quarter, they're back to favoring the Celtics. And then the fourth quarter is just kind of a wash. Like, they just screw everybody. And it's, it's so frustrating. Uh, I think Marcus Smart had a block that was called – or it was called – it was a charge, but it was called a block. And he was set. He was standing there. He had his tent set up and everything, and they called a block. I'm just like, how? And, yeah, it's just the inconsistencies. Like, okay, in the fourth quarter, if you – or the first quarter, if you barely touch him, it's a foul. But in the fourth, you can just straight up smack the heck out of him, and there's no call. Like, they changed the rules throughout the game. And they changed the rules. Oh, it's a two-point two game. We're going to call it a little different than we did when it was a 20-point game. And it's so frustrating and it's so bad. Like this is their job and they're not good at it. And again, it's not screwing one team. It's screwing both teams. Like just terrible calls all around. And what was with the whole Draymond thing when he was getting in Tatum's face and then he went into the Celtics huddle during the timeout. Like, dude, that's a technical. Anybody else, that's a technical. Like if if Marcus Smart would have punched him, I would have not felt bad. I'm like, no, I would have punched him too. He was being a giant, like, just a giant pain, a giant nuisance. I'm trying not to use bad words right now to describe what he was being, but the whole thing was ridiculous. It was childish and he was trying to mess with them. And it's like, no, that should not be allowed. You can't allow a player to like that, to do that. And just referees as a whole been terrible, terrible this postseason. And it, it, it like, it's gross. It's ruining the game. And I don't like that. The referees should not be ruining the game. They should not be a part of the game. They should just do their job and move on. I think the one report had the referees missing like four calls or five calls. It was, this is the heat Celtics. It was the two minute report, which they do of every game, basically the last two minutes of the game. How did the refs, you know, what mistakes they make. There was four missed calls that went in favor of the heat. And there was two missed calls that went in favor of the Celtics. And the Celtics end up losing that game. And it's like, dude, the, these, they shouldn't, the refs should not affect the game. Like it's ridiculous, but yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done with the refs. I, 
I, something needs to change. Something needs to happen. There needs to be accountability or something. I don't know, but it's upsetting me. That's all. No, I mean, that's very well said. And, and you're absolutely right. Like I look at like numerous calls, like that Grant Williams foul on um, Wiggins, that last, that last game was absolutely gross, dude. Like it was disgusting. And yeah, the officials shouldn't play an outcome in the game because this is the NBA finals are crying out loud. The, the officials are supposed to let them play within reason. That Draymond thing is absolutely a technical in the regular season. 100% is a technical in the regular season. Why are you going to let that, let that go? Like, I understand, like, you got to let him play and you got to let him be physical and stuff like that. But with stuff like that, like, that's Bush League anytime. And that's a technical anytime. And you're not going to call that, but you're going to call a technical on Smart smart Nudoka? Are you kidding me? And no, I'm not saying the, Cel- the refs are against the Celtics. Celtics got a lot of calls go their way, too. A lot of calls go their way. They are bad both ways. And the F- NBA's got to get figured out. Tony Brothers needs to uh, retire because he is the worst, dude. He is the absolute worst. Yeah, it's it's been brutal. Like they had the old era, the James Harden, where like he barely touched someone and they flop, and so the, the game was super ugly. And then they fixed that. And it was like, oh great, the game's not as ugly anymore. And now the refs are just like, one time you can come down, you can extend your arm and throw the defender off you, and we're not gonna call it. But then the next time you go down and do it, we're gonna call it. And it's like, dude, it's ah, it's just so bad. And like, there's times where I'm like, that's a great call. Or sometimes I'm like, what what call was that? And then I'll watch the replay. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a great call. There's been so many times where I've watched the replay and been like, what what were you seeing here? Like, what what is going on? Uh, it's just super frustrating as a fan. It's like, I don't want I don't want to blame the refs. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the refs. But, like, they're making it where you could make a case either side that the refs screwed you. Like, and that's bad. That is bad. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, those are those are two really good mic drops, DJ. I enjoyed it, but we got an amazing guest picker coming up here. Uh, one of the guys that was like an OG that was on one of the very first episodes of Gambling Feud. So, yeah, if we're ready, let's get to it. Let's roll. All right, now we move on to our last segment, the Gambling Feud segment. So we're changing it up this year. Last year we just did an Elite Eight. This year, um, we're doing a Sweet Sixteen. We're doing eight Coda Cappers and eight non-Coda cappers. We're going to have uh, two different sides going on, and then um, the winner of the Coda cappers will take on the winner of the non-Coda cappers for a chance at a prize of TBD. But so far this year, we've had nine guests so far. We've had six Coda cappers and three non-Coda cappers. Today, we got on a non-Coda capper. So the current standings in first place, we have Cheapy 13 at plus 9.17 units. And then in second place, we have our guest last week of Gracie Marks at minus 1.72 units. And then we had Willie Naylor on the show, who was negative like all the units pretty much and did not beat DJRI. So he is ineligible for, for the contest. So how the contest will work is first DJ is going to introduce our guests. We're going to do a little game with them as well. And then um, we'll see how, how he does. And if he can beat either DJ or myself, he will be eligible for the contest. If he can't beat out of the room, he won't be. But I think he's back for vengeance. I'm really excited to have this guy back on the show. DJ, who do you got on this week? We're bringing in the legendary Evan Mulville, I believe is how to pronounce the last name. Not 100% sure. But yeah, yes, Evan, how are you doing and how is my pronunciation? Man, you're right on point. You got it 100%. We'll take it. So, no, we're doing great. I Like Kyle said, I'm back with a vengeance. You know, I've uh, I've done a little sports gambling since last time we all got together. So 
like to say I'm ready to go. So let's get to it. Let's do it. So as you guys know, we like to play a new game called Rapid Fire. As you guys know, Evan was already on the pod. So we kind of have the interview from the last time. So we're not going to get into that. We're just going to get into some more questions. And basically, Rapid Fire is 26 questions. And kind of the catch to Rapid Fire is you're not allowed to give an explanation. But a new twist added by the legendary VFC himself is that you are allowed to throw one challenge card if you want, or challenge flag if you want. You don't have to use it. I didn't use mine two weeks ago, but Kyle definitely used his. Uh, So you can challenge their answer, and then we get an explanation as to why you chose an answer. So basically, if you say something absurd, like who's the greatest basketball player, and you say, you know, Chris Paul, which he's good, but I don't think he's the greatest. Uh, I'm definitely going to challenge that answer. Uh, you know, there's there's probably five answers you could give, uh, and he's not one of them. So basically the challenge flag just allows you to kind of get into it a little bit, get a little more discussion. Uh, the order will go is I will read the question, Kyle will answer, then, then I will answer, and then Evan will wrap it up with his answer, and we'll just keep it rolling. Uh, yeah, ready to roll? All right. So this one specifically for our guest, the freshest shoe to wear. Ooh, we got to go specific here. Or are we just going to go generic? Uh, either or. It's okay. as specific as you want. Okay. I'm uh, Air Jordans. Okay. I'm going to go with the uh, white Air Force Ones. They're just a cl- Nope. No explanation. Do it every time. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Air Force One is a good pick, but I'm going Air Jordan 3. Okay. Okay. Uh, favorite rapper. Uh, I gotta go Eminem. Future. Future again. <laughs> again, another one designed for Evan. I knew he'd like that one. Yeah. Favorite comedy movie. Uh, The Hangover. I'm gonna go with Step Brothers here. Ooh. Good pick. I'm going super bad. Ooh, three great picks. Great picks. All right, preference, the NFL or college football? Which one? College football. NFL, baby? NFL. Lake or ocean vibe? Big ocean guy myself. Big lake guy here. I got to go lake. I wish I could explain, but I can't, so. (laughs) If you don't go lake, if you didn't go lake there, I was using my challenge flag. (laughs) I'm glad you went with the right option. Uh, all right, fishing. Is fishing a summer vibe or a winter vibe? Which better fit? Better fishing environment, summer or winter? Not even environment. Better fishing, summer or winter? Oh, summer. Summer as well. Hold on, winter. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. All right. Steph or Magic? Who would you rather have? Oh, Steph. I got to go Magic here. Ooh. I think I go magic too. Yes. All right. I'm using my challenge flag. D- DJ Evan, I won't explain it. Are you challenging both of us? Yes. Okay. That's fair. Um, it's not that Steph's bad or anything. I just think magic provides a little more versatility to the team. Not only can he pass, but he can score. And then I think he's significantly better at defense and he's not undersized like Steph is, whereas magic's kind of oversized for his position. So I think magic can impact more defensively and also more offensively other than Steph, who's a great shooter, the best shooter of all time, like no doubt. But I think magic has every other, every other area, magic wins. Shooting, Steph wins. So I think the fact that magic wins multiple areas is why I went magic. But Evan, you got anything to add to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say everything you said, I mean, he has that versatility that Steph doesn't have and that you can surround him with shooters and Magic Johnson will pick up on a lot of that stuff that they don't necessarily bring, whether it's playmaking, defensively, having that length. But, you know, I don't know if you guys seen that new show, Winning Time, on HBO, but Magic Johnson seems pretty cool. So That's a cool dude. <laughs> <Yeah. Magic. laughs> That's a good show. That was a good challenge, though, Kyle. I respect that. Yeah, might as well throw it out there. Yep. I got it. Might as well use it. Yep. Oh, yeah. iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. And my iPhone right here. There we go. (laughs) Best seafood to order or to eat, in your opinion? I got to go lobster. Okay. I'm a huge shrimp guy. I love shrimp. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go lobster as well. Okay, okay. Water park or amusement park? Like ones with rides or water park? Is Do you know, like, that's amusement parks aren't water parks, correct? Right. Okay, okay, okay. Then my question's good. Okay, yep. Unless it's like a water park or amusement park, which they have those, but <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go amusement park. I'm going to go water park here. Yeah, I'm going to amusement park as well. Favorite sport to watch in person? In person. MLB. I'm going to go baseball. Ooh, baseball's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to stick with baseball, too. There we go. Favorite sport to watch on TV? TV. Uh, college football. NFL? Yeah, this comes back down to the NFL versus college football question. Here we are again. NFL. It, it's wild how like different watching football on TV is versus at the game. Like the vibes are just so different. It's yeah. Dream car. Ooh. Not really rapid fire if I'm thinking this long, but I'm going to go a Lamborghini. I'm going to go Lamborghini as well. I think it's Ven, Venano, Veneno, Veneno, Lamborghini Veneno. Not pronouncing it right, but. I'm going that Tesla truck. Ooh. (laughs) The Cybertruck. (laughs) All right. Vince Carter or T-Mac? Oh, wow. Um, I got to go T-Mac. I'm biased. Vince Carter. Yeah. I I thought hard, but T-Mac. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Celebrity Crush. I want to explain myself to why I gave this answer, but I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Demi Lovato. I'm going to, I think I gave a different answer last time, but I'm going to go with Zendaya this time. Okay. Ooh. Another one of those times that you want to explain, but you can't, but I'm going Jordan Woods. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite social media platform. It can be like Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. I don't know, whatever you want. Oh, TikTok. Twitter. Oh. Twitter all day. Okay. Yeah, Twitter as well. Twitter owns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett? Biased answer, Garnett. Real answer, Tim Duncan. Okay, okay. Challenge, challenge flag. <laughs> <laughs> explain I'll yourself. You guys, I'll, I'll, let you guys go, I'll let you guys go, and then I'll explain. <sighs> I think I got to go KG. 
Yeah, KG. Okay, so uh, Kevin Garnett's my second best player of all, my favorite player of all time behind Elijah Wan. I'm a big Hakeem Elijah Wan fan. So that's why I said that's my biased answer. To me, Tim Duncan is just, he's just a winner, man. He has five, he has five championships. I mean, his, um, from the uh, mid, mid, mid-range bank shot is one of the most unguardable shots in NBA history. Uh, I hate the dude, but I respect the hell out of him. He's just a winner. He knows how to win. He's good at pretty much every asset of the game. So that's why I got to give the nod. Just the fact that uh, five championships to one, I got to give it to Tim Duncan. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't, do people hate Tim Duncan, I guess? Do you hate Tim Duncan, Evan? I don't hate him. I just I'm, – I'm biased as well. I grew up watching Kevin Garnett. That was my first favorite player, but – I mean, on paper and everything, Tim Duncan did have, like, more accolades and a better career. Like, longevity-wise, like, he was still contributing to winning basketball at the end of his career. Whereas you – we all know what happened when KG went to the Brooklyn Nets and then he came to the Timberwolves. Like, he didn't have anything left in the tank. And Tim Duncan was still starting and contributing all the way until the very end. That's good for him, I would say. That's fair. That's fair. And people oh. do, and people do hate Tim Duncan. Like, have you seen like Tim Duncan in like Phoenix Suns games? I mean, Phoenix Sun fans freaking hate Tim Duncan. <laughs> That's fair. I, I honestly thought Tim Duncan is one of those guys that, like everyone just kind of liked and respects. I didn't, I didn't, like, I guess maybe rivals would hate him. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like a hateable guy because he's so just like vanilla. Like he just does his thing. He, you know, grabs his hard hat and his pail and he goes to work. He doesn't, doesn't do any drama, no talking, nothing. He just plays basketball. And I guess I shouldn't have said that I hate Tim Duncan. I hate the fact that like a bunch of like the Celtics have lost, uh, couldn't win all those championships because of him, but I guess they didn't play him very often, but still just, I don't know, just he's, he's a winner. And sometimes winners are, are hard to like. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Keeping the train moving. Favorite sport to bet on. Uh, college football. I got to know college football as well. I'm going NBA. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? You don't pick this, DJ. I'm going to be mad at you, but I'm going to go bunny tracks. Oh, you're going to be mad at me. I'm going to go birthday cake here. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, ben and Jerry's has this joint called Chubby Hubby. That one off the chain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know someone's answer on this one, but college basketball or NBA? College basketball. NBA? Yeah, NBA for sure. Yep, yep. I knew that one. Uh, favorite type of sandwich? It's kind of broad, but... It's very broad, Kyle. Uh, PB&J. Okay. I'm going with the Philly cheesesteak all day. Okay. I'm going Subway Spicy Italian. Ooh, I like it. And I love the support for Subway. That means a lot. Uh, favorite alcohol trash Subway. So yeah. yeah, people hate Subway, and I don't know why. No, like, just get just get a cold sub and you're good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's I mean, even some, maybe there's some hot ones that are good too. Yeah. I'm not really gonna get a Philly cheesesteak from there. No offense. Jersey Mike's has got the Philly cheesesteak of my dreams, but Subway, you just get a little cold sub action, man. 
that shit is good if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Dude, the, the Jersey Mike's Philly cheesesteaks are really good, though. They have that Chipotle one. They have another, like, hot, hot jalapeno, or it's the big Cajun or something. Oh, man. Yeah, Jersey Mike's is – Jersey Mike's slaps. Um, favorite alcoholic drink? Talked about this on one of the last shows, uh, vodka lemonade. I'm trying to remember what I said last time because I feel like I'm going to flip my answer here, but I'm going to go with a, a mimosa. That's what you said. So okay, yeah, staying consistent. Uh, vodka and cranberry juice for me. Okay, okay, vodka cran, vodka cran. Uh, favorite college athlete that peaked in college. Oh, Jimmer, Jimmer for that. Yep, I I was going to go Jimmer, but I'm going a biased option here. Tyler Hansborough. Okay. That's a good pick. I'm going to go in D Brown. Ooh. From Illinois. <laughs> Illinois basketball. Best color combo. So two colors. <laughs> uh, Carolina blue and white. Come on, Kyle. It's my answer. <laughs> Carolina blue and white. Fresh as, fresh as, fresh as possible. Purple and gold for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got the hey, two. I said on the show purple. the last time, like, if I'm getting shoes, I'm getting shoes with Carolina blue on it. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, if you were being executed tomorrow, what's your last meal? <laughs> um, steak and lobster. I was going to go steak with obviously some sort of potatoes. Um, yeah. Maybe some bourbon, yeah. too. Bourbon. I want bourbon as well with my steak. Yeah. Give me my vodka cranberry. Give me my steak, my baked potato, and a piece of cheesecake. Then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good meal. All right. I saved the best for last here. LeBron or Jordan? And I know I used the first name of one and the last name of the other, but it is what it is. I can't wait for you to use the challenge on me here. Jordan. LeBron. LeBron. Do I use the challenge here, Kyle? If we want to keep the sh show short, probably not. But you say it's one of those topics where I don't think you're technically wrong, but you're wrong if you don't think LeBron. It's a whole side thing. But nonetheless, that is rapid fire. Uh, as Kyle mentioned, where you are getting into the games now, uh, and basically all Evan has to do is finish higher units than either Kyle or mine, and he goes into the standings. And then from there, if he can come out of the non-Coda Kappa bracket, he has a chance at a prize of TBD. Uh, what TBD stands for, we don't even know. Some monetary value, maybe some Coda Sports merch. But no spoilers. Also, we don't even know what it is yet because we have till December to decide. We have plenty of time to decide. Uh, but yeah. So Kyle, get us into the slate. What game are we going to be games? Are we going to be covering today? Tonight, I guess. All right. So let's get started with the NHL Stanley Cup Finals Game One between the Lightning and the Avalanche. Game being played went or tonight at seven o'clock on ABC. Current line right now. Lightning plus 135, Avalanche minus 155, and an over-under of six. I am very, very torn about this over-under because the Avalanche score a ton and the Lightning are solid defensively. So I'm very, very torn on that. 
but the Avalanche are very, very solid at home. They always have been. I think uh, the Lightning maybe are a little bit fresher because the Avalanche swept, but I still think the Avalanche are going to take it at home. What's would the Lightning be more fresh if the Avalanche swept? Wouldn't the Avalanche be more fresh? No, I'm saying the Lightning will like be like they played more. They're more ready to roll, whereas the Avalanche have rested quite a bit. You're talking rust versus rest. Okay, I got right. you now. Yep. All right. Anyways, I'm taking the Avalanche money line, and I'm going to take it for – I'll take it for three units, and just for the heck of it, uh, just throw a unit on the over. I think the over might have a shot of hitting this game one. So I'm going to go three units on Avalanche money line and one unit on the over. Kyle, we couldn't be more opposite of each other. Not only am I going opposite of both of those plays, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is rust versus rest, as I was alluding to earlier. And so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs, rust, the team that hasn't been playing uh, versus the team that has no rest, the team that doesn't have rest always wins. The team that's been, you know, multiple days off, we saw it with the Lightning. They, had, they swept the Panthers and then immediately lost the first two games of the Rangers because they had all those days off. Whereas the Rangers played a seven-game series against the Penguins. So rust versus rest, you always go with the team that doesn't have the rest, which that is the Lightning. They are also underdogs, so you get a plus 135. So I'm going to be throwing two units on the Lightning money line. And then I don't know why I'm, I'm leaning under here. I think that a lot of people are thinking over. I think a lot of casuals are going to be like, oh, let's bet the over. Like, that'll be fun. And I think this game is going to be very boring. Uh, you know, the abs are going to have to get back into the swing of things. So I think they're going to start off slow. And the Lightning aren't a offensive dominant team. They play good fundamental hockey and they have a really good goalie. Andre, whatever the heck, Vasilevsky, whatever, I don't know. But nonetheless, uh, I'm going under six here. I'm going to go 2.2 units to win two. And then obviously uh, Lightning, two units, money line. You made some really good points there. And the one that hit home the most was the, the point you made about casuals, seeing that over of six, being like, oh, yeah, I know that one's going to go. But that being said, I mean, I've seen Colorado score a lot of goals this postseason. I thought they were done in game four against Edmonton, and they just came back and ended up winning the game. Couldn't believe it myself. Uh, I don't want Colorado to win, but I'm taking the Avalanche money line. Two units for me. I got a prop bet here. This one's on the Lightning. Steve Stamkos to score one goal. Yep, I love that. Half I a love unit. that. Half a unit for me. <laughs> I, I love that play. <laughs> Kyle's a big Stamkos homer. Yep, big Stamkos guy. He's been good. He's been really good this postseason. Yep, for sure. So, nope, I appreciate I didn't appreciate being called casuals by both you guys, but, you know. <laughs> I, we were saying that casuals I'm a casual. do that. We're no, not no, saying... no. You, I, I say over, and then immediately you're like, oh, a casual bets the over. So D, DJ and Evan call, call me a casual here. So this is a pride game for me now. Not only is this a game for units, this is a pride game to show for me at this point. So I don't want to – if I lose both bets, I don't want to come back for the next podcast. I'm going to have to take a stick <laughs> or something. Give you a week to forget about it so that you don't bring it up immediately. I'm not like soup though. And like, whenever I'm right, I'm going to brag it in. I'm a guy that I'm very pretty humble by way. And I'm kind of a silent, a silent and friendly toward of a taunter back. So 
<laughs> it's it's so funny because you know exactly who Soup bet on just based on Twitter, and you know whether it won or it lost. <laughs> you can just tell he's either super mad or super happy, one way or the other, and it's hilarious. I'm like, oh, so Soup bet on this team today, like, oh, that makes sense, or Soup bet the over today, okay. <laughs> you can just follow it based on what he's tweeting. It's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. All right, gentlemen, so let's transition now from the NHL to the NBA. We got uh, game six of the NBA Finals Thursday at 8 o'clock on ABC. Warriors up 3-2 in the series. We got a line right now. Celtics favored at home, minus four, and an over-under of 210 and a half. So I've been terrible betting this, this finals. So whatever I bet, you guys betting the opposite might end up being the move just because I've been so bad at betting this. I don't know what to do. This is a very hard game to bet on for me. I don't know the route to go. So I'm going to just throw a few just random ones out there. I feel like the Celtics are going to come out firing the first half. So I'm going to take Celtics first half money line for three units. And then I will throw, I will throw a unit on Draymond Green under whatever his point total is because he has been garbage this NBA final. So I'm going to go just some weird ones. I'll go three units on Celtics first half money line and one unit on Draymond green, whatever his point spread is under. You're going to be sweating it out. Cause it's going to be like seven and a half. And he's going to have it six. Is. You're like, Oh it gosh. Is. Oh, it is seven no. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I like that. Uh, kind of a homer pick here, but I think this 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 game this series is going seven for sure. Whether the Celtics win it or not, whole nother thing. I got to go Celtics minus four here. Um, the Celtics, like, if we're going to boil down to it here, the Celtics are the better team. They just suck at playing basketball. Like, their offense is abysmal. But if you want to talk, like, strictly talent and matchup-wise, I think the Celtics are such a better team. But they don't have any finals experience. They have no one that'll close out a game. They have no close. They, they need a Jimmy Butler. They need a guy who can close a game out because Jason Tatum's not that guy. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, it seems like the Celtics decide to take terrible shots and not play defense. But then there's other games where the Celtics just light it up. Like it's two opposite teams. You could watch them on one day and be like, how is this team in the NBA finals? You could watch them the next game and be like, oh my gosh, this team's insanely talented. I think we're getting the talented version at Boston. Um, like I said, I think these teams are a lot closer, and I think the Celtics might even be more talented. It's tough. It's a homer pick, but I'm going five units, Celtics minus four. Let's wow. go. Celtics will win. <laughs> they will, they'll will. win by 10-plus. If you want to do an alt spread, I, I recommend it. Do it. The Celtics are going to win. They're going to win easy. Uh, it's going to be – it won't be easy because they're going to blow it in the third. Whatever lead they have, they're blowing it in the third, and then they'll make up for it in the fourth. But nonetheless, Celtics minus four, five units. Lock it in. Let's go. Love, love that. Love the passion behind it. I don't know about minus four, but I am locking in Celtics money line at three units. The reason why NBA wants a game seven. We all know this. They want it to end on Sunday night. They don't want to go into a Thursday night and the season just end. No one even knows what happened. Let's get this as the main event Sunday night on Father's Day. I think the NBA is going to be working in favor of the Celtics. And to DJ's point, I do think the Celtics have a better roster and more talented. If they can get a point guard this offseason or a playmaker in general, that, that I think that would really help Jason Tatum going into next year. But for now, let's start with game six. Celtics money line, three units. 
And going against Kyle here, I saw Draymond Green at seven and a half points. And I was like, man, he's got to do it sometime. I know he's just coming off eight points in this last game. I think he can do it. That's only three made shots. Hit a couple threes, hit a two. Come on, Draymond. I know you can do it. You've done it before. Uh, one unit on Draymond to get eight points or more, <laughs> essentially. I so love my, it. My very first lost bet I ever had was I bet I was in Vegas and I bet on um, the Warriors Raptors game whenever they were in the NBA finals and stuff like that. And I had Draymond Green over six and a half and he made he made uh, three shots and then he he didn't shoot until like the fourth quarter and he was at the free throw line and missed both freaking free throws. <laughs> so I so he has been dead to me ever since then. <laughs> Fair enough. He would be dead to me too. <laughs> and also, we're we're rooting for the Celtics not only because me and DJ are fans of the Celtics, but because of our, shout out to our boy Fab too. Yep, Fab Mellow, baby. Fab, Fab Mellow. All right, gentlemen. So let's uh, round out the slate with three MLB games. We got a game this afternoon at three ten on YouTube. It's the free game of the week between the Twins and the Mariners. We got. Sonny Gray going against Marco Gonzalez on the mound. Line right now, Twins minus 120, Mariners plus 100, and an over-under of one of seven and a half, minus 120 on the over. So I don't necessarily trust Sonny Gray, but Marco Gonzalez also hasn't been great this year. So I really personally like the over of seven and a half. I know you got to drink a little juice for it. But I'm not going to spend a whole lot of units on that. So I'm going to kind of split up my units a little bit. I'm going to go 2.2 to win two on the over of set or 2.4 to win two, excuse me, on the over of seven and a half. And then I'm going to go with, um, I'll go 1.2 to win one on Twins money line. Gotcha. Yep. I am right there with you, actually, on this. Uh, I think the Twins are the better team. I think Sony Gray is the better pitcher. Uh, Mariners have been real disappointing this year. They really made some offseason acquisitions and really haven't done much with it. They do play in tough division, but nonetheless, Twins have been semi-hot lately. Uh, a little give and take. They got rolled by the Yankees, but I don't ever count those series against the twins because they're never going to win them. So I just don't, don't even acknowledge what happens in those series. Nonetheless, I think twins win. I'm going to go three units to win 2.5 on the twins money line, just because I like Sony gray more than I like Marco. In fact, I don't like Marco at all. And I think Sony might have a bad start because he's due every now and then he just has some rough starts. So I'm going to hedge the twins line by betting two two units on the over. Essentially, if the Twins do not win, the over will hit. The Twins can win and hit the over, and if the Twins don't hit the over, then the Twins win. It's kind of my logic here, so I think it's a hedge. Uh, I think it's a guaranteed one winner with a potential to win multiple. So, yeah, two units on the over and three units on the Twins' money line. Well, it looks like we're all on the Twins' money line here because I got two units on the Twins' money line. I don't think the Mariners are that good. I mean – they did heat up towards the end of last season, almost made the playoffs, but Seager's gone. He was a really big part of this team. He's not there anymore. I just don't think they're really that competitive this year. And for that reason, 
Plus, you guys see what I got on right now. I got the Twins hat and the Twins jersey. I'm rolling with the Twins always. And as long as Luis Arias plays, I got one unit on him going over 0.5 hits. So as long as Luis Arias gets one hit, the MLB leader in batting average, we're going to be good on that one. So I got one unit on that as well. I love that pick. Yep, that'll be that'll be good. And I know the the Twins fans at the network are going to appreciate all our picks too. So that'll be good. <laughs> all right, so let's transition now from the Twins Mariners right, to the Pirates and Cardinals. They're being played tonight at six forty-five. Uh, we got. Uh, Ronzi Contreras on the mound, and DJ, I think we might have a difference in pitchers. My uh, ESPN showing that Jack Flaherty is getting the start. Yep, I was going to acknowledge that. Jack Flaherty is back. He's been out all season. He's making Whoa. his first start. He's back in the lineup. It is huge news for the Cardinal Nation, as Jack Flaherty was formerly their ace. Uh, I'm interested to see what we get out of him today. But nonetheless, yes, carry on. Okay, so we got – uh, Ronzi Contreras and Jack Flaherty on the mound uh, line right now. Pirates plus 130, Cardinals minus 150, and an over-under of eight and a half. Do we think that's going to change now that they announced that Flaherty is going to start, DJ, or do you think it's going to be about that still? I'm seeing minus 170 now for the Cards uh, and a plus 140 for the Pirates. Okay. So just well, a slight change. Slight change. Uh, just because Flaherty is more of a star than the Palante guy that had. Palantine or whatever. Well, not nonetheless, the Pirates are garbage. Everyone knows that. And with Flaherty being back, I know maybe he might have a little little rust in him because it's this is his debut. But I still think the Cardinals are going to rally around him. They're going to be pumped. I love Cardinals run line for three units. Wow, going all in on the cards. Oh, which I hate doing, mind you, but I Jack Flaherty's good. He hasn't pitched in a while, and that makes me nervous. So I have a play, and I'm going to hedge with my play like I like to do. I'm going under eight and a half because that Contreras guy for the Pirates is good, and Flaherty's supposed to be good. Like, he has been good historically, but with this injury, I'm actually going to throw two units on the Pirates here. I think there's a chance he comes out and just gets rocked. I think he'll be on a super short leash, which makes me think the under is probably the move because I think he'll do well to start. They'll get him out of the game with some confidence and they'll roll to a win. But on the off chance that he's not feeling it because he hasn't pitched in over a year, I think he gets lit up. And therefore, I'll go under to hedge with uh, two and a half units on the under and then two units on the Pirates money line. Yeah, I totally – I see what you're saying, but I personally am happy Jack Flaherty is back. Uh, I, I love the Cardinals. They're one of my favorite teams out there in the National League, and I think the Pirates stink. Throw throw me out there on the mound for the Cardinals, and I'm still going to put two units on the Cardinals' money line to win this game against the Pirates. Also, I like the Cardinals to get off to a hot start. I'm putting one unit on them to score a run in the first inning as well. They're going to come out hot. They're going to be excited that Flaherty's back. And I just think the top of the Cardinals batting order is just fire. You know, I love love Nolan Arenado. Obviously, Paul Goldschmidt's one of the best players in the league as well still. So we'll see what they can do. I like this pick. And I'm super excited for you, DJ, that you're going to see Bush Stadium this season. 
Oh, yeah. Yep, I will be there. I'll probably wear my Cubs jersey, too, just to stick it to him a little bit. <laughs> Actually, probably a bad year to do that. I might not do that. You know, I was thinking I thought about it. Not the best year to be repping the Cubs. Uh, that We're going to put that as TBD. I might do it. I might not. You have to check out uh... – grandma has a, a brick out there dg you're gonna have to check oh, yeah. that out too oh yeah i'm sure we'll go see it me wondering my mom and Susie. i'm sure we'll go check it out and we'll see take a picture with it a little selfie action Warner's pretty good at selfies it's an inside oh, yeah. joke that no one's gonna understand but nope. he doesn't have a phone this man is 70 some years old 60 some years old he doesn't have a phone never had a phone in his entire life hey, wild the family members that listen to this show will appreciate that joke. Everyone else, not so much. But the family members that listen to this show will love that joke. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. All right, and to round out the games, we got uh, tonight at 740, we got the Guardians and the Rockies on the mound for the – got to find it here. For the Guardians, we got Connor Pickington. And for the Rockies, we got Austin Gomber lined right now. Guardians plus 100, Rockies minus 120, and an over-under of 11 and a half. A run is going to score in the first inning in this game. I, I have a really, really, really good feeling about it. So I am going to go – I'm going to split it up halfway, actually. I'm going to go two and a half on a yes run first inning. And then Gomber has a 6.17 ERA. And a three and six record. I don't trust him. I know he might have people have said he has a lot of upside. I don't know if I necessarily believe that at this point. So I'm going to take for even money. I'm going to take the guardians for two and a half to win two and a half at even money. So I'm going to go a yes run first inning for two and a half and the guardians at even money for two and a half. I like that pick. Gomer is a Gomer. He's terrible. He's not good. He's historically been terrible. Yeah, he's probably like 27 years old. He's still got some time left, but he's never been good. I think he was decent with the Cardinals for a little bit, and then they shipped him out to Colorado, and he's been awful ever since. Uh, he's not good. The only thing is I don't know how good the Indians are at hitting lefties. I think they're a little better at hitting righties. Nonetheless, the Indians at even money is an absolute steal here. It's one of those trap lines that either I'm going to get caught in the mousetrap or I'm going to walk away with the cheese. Uh, and I'm going five units, Guardians money line. I'm stealing that cheese. I'm getting out of there. And it's going to be an easy dub. Uh, the, the Guardians are going to destroy them. It's honestly not even that hard. It's, 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 it's the easiest pick we had of this whole show, other than Celtics minus four, which was just obvious. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I like the Guardians money line here as well, but I'm not putting five units on it. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm here for the long haul. I've been here before. I'm trying to get vengeance and beat at least one of you guys to stay in contention here. So for that reason, I'm playing a little safe. I'm only going two units on the Guardians money line this time around. Um, I do think this is going to be kind of a, a shootout, you know, out in Colorado. There's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game. So first, first inning run is a great bet. Um, me personally, my other bet for this game, my prop bet, CJ Crone with over 0.5 hits put give me one unit on cj crone he got off to a really hot start this year he's cooled off a bit but as a twins fan i still believe we still believe in you cj just give me one hit to keep me in contention here i like it i i was gonna say i've definitely parlayed with cj crone and he's gotten a hit every time he, he never doesn't get a hit when i bet on him 
He's just built to get hits. And he's a righty. We have a lefty on the mound. It's a great pick. There we go. One, one thing I respect about you, Evan, is like you came on the show and obviously I'm not going to go back and talk about how you did. Everyone knows how you did, but we respect <laughs> that you came back and, and I'm rooting for you. I really, I really am. I'm rooting for you. I hope, I hope you do well. And we thank you first and foremost, because of your showing last time toast came out of retirement. So not all heroes wear capes, my man, but we appreciate you. And honestly, I'm rooting for you to uh, make it in the contest. Thank you. I think uh, now what has happened between then and now is so much. I went to Colorado, legal sports bet in there. I was having myself a weekend. It was great. I learned a thing or two. Now I'm back for vengeance, looking to stay in contention. We're great. Everyone loves a good redemption story. The vibes are always at an all-time high with Evan. There's never low vibes. <laughs> I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, to my personal experience, the vibes are always at an all-time high. So, yeah, we're hoping hoping you do well and we can get you back on here for the bracket challenge. And, yeah, uh, go Twins, obviously. Uh, and go Celts. I think that's really the summary of what we have to say. And Guardians, obviously. But that's, that's just easy money. We're not really rooting for them. As Twins fans, we're not rooting for them. We're just hoping they win. Of course. Well, it was a pleasure, boys. Thank really you for quick. having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Really quick, what's the Twitter handle, Evan, so people can go follow you? Yeah, I just changed my Twitter handle in honor of my favorite day. Most people call it Thursday. I like to call it Friday Junior. My new Twitter handle, is it Friday Junior yet? <laughs> Genius. I love it. I love it. DJ is a big Friday Junior guy. I love Friday Junior. Absolutely. <laughs> it's one of the better days. It's one of the most slept on days, and it's, it should be a better day. It should be more hype. It's not getting enough hype. Can we get it a little yeah. more recognition? Everyone loves the weekend. I just like to throw a little extra day on there and make have some fun. Let's just, you know, make Thursdays fun. We're going to have fun on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's make it four days a week we have fun. How about that? Let's make Thursdays great again. <laughs> Campaign slogan. <laughs> but yeah, no, super well, fun talk- having you on. Um, yeah, we'll be excited and we'll see how it goes. We'll tweet out, obviously, the pod. We'll tweet out your car or we'll tweet out the results and we'll continue to go. But yeah, thanks for taking time out of your day and popping on and cutting it up or what are they chopping it up with us for a little bit. Absolutely. Thanks again, fellas. Absolutely. We're glad to have you on. And really quick to round up the show, as always, you can uh, find our daily lock articles on the Coda Cap- Cappers website, www.codasportscappers.com. We got daily articles coming out. We got lock articles. We got NBA articles, WNBA, just everywhere in between. We got articles coming out on the daily. So if you're looking for uh, games to bet on, be sure to check out the website. Uh, definitely follow me and DJ's uh, Twitter page at Feud Gambling. We will um, we'll tweet out our picks every single game, and we will uh, – you guys will see how we do. We'll put our units and stuff like that. And we're also doing some daily tweets as well. Be sure to interact with those and check us out there. Uh, next week, we got a pod – we got another podcast dropping next week, and uh, we'll bring on another guest picker, and we'll see what happens there. We got a lot of podcasts in the network too, so be sure to check – all of them out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We got the Mount Lockmore Podcast with Pace Beerus and Pumba, the High and Inside Podcast with DJ Alex Long and JT. If you're big into soccer, we got the Gabacho Baracho Podcast with Corey Adair, Don Thomas Miller, and Dan Angel. They're gonna be dropping some live streams here soon, so be sure to check that out. 
We were huge on college football last season. It's going to continue again this year. The College Football Central Show is back. We'll have more details on that to come later on. And the Throwing Bows podcast, a little changed up now. It's not only just VFC, but Bay JT is also on, on, the, on the weekly as well. So be sure to check that out. The Securing the Bags podcast with the Parlay King himself, DG Bets. Check that out. And then the Cashing Tickets podcast, Big Game Hunter. He's a, been a sports handicapper for over 30 years. I learned a thing or two listening to him. It's definitely worth the listen. It's about nine minutes every episode, so be sure to check that out. And we got the Whooping Bets podcast with Pace on YouTube. He talks WNBA lines. Nobody nearly as knowledgeable in WNBA. And then we will round out, as always, find me on Twitter at Combdog and DJ for 60 episodes. What's the Twitter handle? You can find me on Twitter at DJ Low 4422. Thank you for tuning in and join us next week for another electric podcast. Peace. This is-